Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your boy, Sir Matt. And it is me, Kush. And we're here. We are back. With another episode from Tales from the Kicks. I'm excited. The never-ending startup for my boy, Kush. Yes. He's always excited. Well, for one, I'm excited because, one, it's a new episode. Two, mm-hmm. it's the weekend. Three, I don't gotta be up in the morning, early in the morning. And four, sleep. <laughs> okay, well, now that he has that out of the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any big plans for the weekend? Uh, I want to go fishing. Okay, is that in plans or? Um. Just... Yeah, it's gonna be in plans. It's gonna be in plans. Okay. Either Saturday or Sunday, but I'm going, and I'm painting my room, so that's exciting. What color did you choose? I was thinking of doing like a burnt orange and gray. Gray trim. Yeah. Hmm. It's not bad. Right. Okay. Fuck. Well, now I gotta do it because. I was waiting for somebody to tell me it feels bad or not, but nobody's really asked. So I didn't want to just be like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to paint my room this weekend. And then they're just like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Oh. Well, maybe you should have asked a friend. You should have asked a friend first. So I'm going to do orange. Well, burnt orange with... But yeah, orange, burnt orange, and gray. Burnt orange and gray. Okay. I think that would actually look pretty decent. Pretty good, right? And then, like, well, what I was honestly thinking about doing, too, was kind of going, I mean, this is sound real corny, but using, like, like uh, Gryffindor's colors, because I like how their colors portray. That is so funny. I almost wore a Harry Potter shirt. Are you serious? The Gryffindor. That's funny. too. But I didn't want to like I didn't want it to be like based off of like Harry Potter. I just liked the color scheme and Gryffindor. Isn't there a football team with that same colorway? Isn't it with somebody the Redskins? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, no, they're not. They're not the Redskins anymore. The, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, what are they? I don't Did know. they ever pick a name? Yeah. What is it? No idea. All right, they're they're out there, but they, they still have the yeah. colors, right? Do they still have the colors? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The colors are nice. Yeah, I like the burgundy. I like for some reason I like maroon and a burgundy. Yeah, like I would I would get I would get my car wrapped maroon, but like a how do I say like a like a not a bright maroon, but like a a dark maroon. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, like burgundy. Okay, but. That's my plans for the weekend. Oh, and grocery shopping. But that ain't gonna be shit. You ever use Amazon for your grocery shopping? No. It's really dope. Do you get, does it come with a drone? Like, does it come by with a drone? No, somebody comes and drops them off. Oh. You leave them at your front door. That's weird. How is it weird? I live in an apartment. I don't want people to, like, steal my groceries. Do you not remember what happened with my milk the other day? 
with the tweaker. Oh. What? For, okay. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm doing was asking. Now, if there's tweakers in your apartment building, you might want to call the management. All I'm saying is, I get Amazon packages delivered. I figured, why not get Amazon to drop off my groceries? And they take food stamps. Really? Mm. Okay, that might be a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> that might be that might be it right there. That that's what won me over, ladies and gentlemen. They take food stamps. And then it's really convenient. Okay, so say you're an early morning person. If you go and order groceries right now, like, because it's late right now. Yeah. If you go and order groceries right now, they won't come until in the morning, but they have, like, crazy early morning time slots, like, 4 to 5 a.m. What the f- Who yeah. at grocery stores open at 4 to 5 a.m.? I'm not sure where they getting this shit from, but you don't even know Amazon. where they getting it from. This is Amazon. Shit. So Amazon got a grocery store. I'm. I know they got warehouses all over, all over everywhere. So. Oh my god, this dude. Hey, because some of this shit is Amazon brand. They should make an Amazon store, like a real life Amazon store. Yeah, it's called Amazon Prime. You just go to the app store. And you oh it. my god. Bro, they literally can deliver groceries their brand and don't have any grocery stores that's sketch and that's that's more space for you to store shit less traffic in your only orders or guaranteed orders that's already going out that you wanted it's going out like yeah you have a whole entire facility made on just receiving and going, receiving and going. There's nobody coming to them to shop there. Yeah, but I'm saying like you, there should be a store open. Like why? Why not? For what? It works the way it is. I know, but I'm There's saying There's enough fucking stores. You already have a thousand you, stores. But do you not think an Amazon store would fucking thrive? Not really. You really don't think okay, so? Okay, here's, here's the problem. People are going to go there expecting to find what you would find on Amazon app. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to get there and realize you're in a fucking store and they're only going to have so much. Would you not walk in and check it out? I don't know. That's hard to say. Yes what? You wouldn't even go and look at it? Because, all right, I understand that a lot of Amazon products are sold by third parties. Mm-hmm. Worse than the kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My bad. It was a nice little hot well. What? Edit. Um, I ain't going to lie. At this point, I just want to take a brief moment and shout out some of the... Shout out to all the listeners. Yeah. I just want to shout all y'all listeners out. Like, shout out to the ones out there in Castroville area. Shout out to the ones out there in the Belgium area. In the Belgium. Like, that shit is still tripping me out. It's crazy that there's people in Belgium listening to us. That is so wild. You know, shout out to the hometown. Y'all know who y'all are. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. You know, we we accept all, all the... Support, we appreciate it all. Uh, we just ask, you know, y'all keep rocking with us. And you enjoy the ride. 
Yeah. Let's enjoy this ride together. Let's this let's make this a, a together Dean. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Never mind. A together thing. Let's just make we we just we here for the people. Yeah, we're here for y'all, bro. You know. So that's why we asking if you have any suggestions, any stories that you might want to share with us mm-hmm. that you might want to have us read any uh cases that you have come across and you may feel that we should cover it. You know? You should definitely let us know. Let us know. You can let us know by going to our DMs or comment section in TikTok. Or YouTube. Instagram. Facebook. We do have a Facebook we page. We now have a Facebook page that is live, up, and ready to go. Um, Plenty of videos on YouTube. And many more to come. Many, many more. more. There's more to come. But people are asking when the videos, where the videos, where the videos. The videos, majority of them are up. What we have, we put up. We work tirelessly on that one. Yeah, that was that was intense. That, that was, was fun. That was that was a ride. That was a thrill ride. Trying to figure everything out, learning new things and everything. So I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad, you know what I'm saying? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed learning all the little little tricks and all that. It was it's been fun, definitely out of the comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, I can agree to that. Which I didn't mind. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. But we're glad y'all are here. And we hope y'all stay rocking with us. We have so much more to come. The holidays are coming up. All the good ones. All I'm worried about is spooky season. I'm, I want, I'm, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Right, right, right. I think I, I would say Thanksgiving is probably one of like my top three holidays. I would definitely, I would definitely put that up there. Yeah, for sure. But the shoes are fire. One second, shout out to, shout out to the Cibolo area. Shout out to the Boardman area. Shout out to the Ashburn area. Shout out to uh, the Fort Worth area. Damn. Shout out to the San Jose area. What's up, Austin? We see you too. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Brussels. You feel me? Brussels, Belgium. Brussels? Brussels. Brussels. Belgium. That's lit. That's lit. So shout out to y'all. Hella motivational to see that and know that we got some people rocking with us. Yeah, we really do. We really do, and we're really appreciative of it. And we just want to let y'all know that we are really appreciated. We can't say that enough. And I want y'all to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Feel it in your heart. Take this love I got for you and put it in your heart. Oh, my God. (laughs) You gonna love me. You's gonna love me to the end. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs)
Well, spooky season is next month, so. Spooky season is now. If you wait until next month, you're late. Spooky season is now. I'm thinking about putting up a black Christmas tree. What the fuck? For Halloween? Yeah. I think I'm just going to, like, just let it run all the way through. Just put it up and just redecorate it. I'm going to decorate it. Uh, it's already black, so we'll just put orange ornaments and shit on there. Orange spooky shit. Yeah. And then switch it out for uh, Christmas season. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Don't it's steal my idea. It's rather a great idea. Why, thank you. Such thunderous sounds you make. My bad. I was grabbing my water. Anyway, before these thunderous sounds interrupted you, continue. Well, I have lost all of my thoughts. Well, The sound has thrown me completely for a loop. Well, then let's go ahead and get on another loop. Well, that would bring me to my tail. (laughs) Edit. (laughs) Well, that would bring me to my tail, fucking asshole. Um, no, I was just playing. I know. Mm-hmm. The sunny water tastes <laughs> like fucking garden hose water. But you still drunk it. Because I bought it. I knew the perk was fake, but I ate <laughs> it because I'm a gremlin. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I have a rather interesting tale. Okay. Tell us, tell us. This tale is going to take us back. Ooh, how far back exactly, Mr. Mac? Well, we're going to go all the way back to June 28, 1890. Sorry. 1890, June. So he's, he's, it's the last of the month. Yeah. June what, 29th? June 28th. Oh, 28th. So 18, he ain't a Gemini. 1890. He ain't a Gemini. Just throwing that out there. Thank, thank you. Yep. Yes. That's what I'm here for. Would that make him a Gemini? I thought that would be a Cancer. No, that's what I said. He's oh. not a Gemini. Wait, June? Oh, yeah, he is a Cancer. Scary. Very. Are you a Cancer? Yeah. Mm, Gemini. <laughs> Gemini gang. Okay, whatever. Wow. Anyway, have you anyway. ever heard of... Uh, What do you mean? Um, so, have you ever heard of the man named Carl Pandram? No, because I'm pretty sure I would remember somebody whose last name sounded like an origami trick. <laughs> Continue. Okie dokie. Alrighty. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you about Carl. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you about Carl. Run it, Carl. Carl. <laughs> You're not supposed to kill people, Carl. His name is Charles Carl Pandran. Charles Carl. <laughs> Charles Carl, bro. I don't even want to say it again because you know what happens when you say your name three times. But does Beetlejuice pop up? Blanco 
Charles. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Come on. You We're got it. in for a doozy, folks. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, I'm going to talk about this crazy mofo. Charles Carl. <laughs> I just had to say it one more time. It's fun to say, actually. It really is. Charles, Charles Carl. Carl Charles Carl. Two first names. It really, he had three because Panzeram. That's, that's Panzeram sounds like some fucking Pentagon. Get over here. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> he was born on June 28, 1890. Panzeram was born on June 28, 1890. Ooh. He was born in East Grand Forks, Minnesota. His parents, John and Matilda Pandram, <clears throat> John and Matilda Pandram, were immigrants from East Prussia. At a young age, John abandoned his family. Oh, what a bitch! Leaving Matilda to work on the farm with only Carl and her four other children at age eight. That's Carl like was brought before a judge for intoxication. Oh, no. Then at age 12, he was brought back to court again for robbery. Carl had stolen food and a revolver from a neighbor's home. Shortly thereafter, his parents sent him to the Minnesota State Training School a brutal juvenile prison. Many speculate that at this location, Carl committed his murder, his first murder. However, these rumors have yet to be verified. And on the other hand, Carl's life will soon take a turn for the worse. He would be beaten by his fellow attendees, tortured, and even raped by staff and the the institution eventually his rage fueled and he began his path as an arsonist by setting a fire in one of the buildings of the facilities. Oh, fuck. When questioned, Carl lied to the powers of the institution. What the fuck did I say? Carl lied to the powers of the institution. Regrettably, they believed his words, and he was consequently let free. What the fuck? Carl returns home and attended school once again. But sadly, things never really changed. He still hated his teacher. And even threatened to kill him in front of the entire class with a gun. Damn. He had like the he had the gun on him? Yes. Oh, that motherfucker was ready. However, Uh-oh. before he could pull the trigger, his weapon fell out of his pocket. Oh my god. Giving enough time for the teacher to push the gun out of Carl. Giving the teacher enough time to push the gun out of Carl's way. Mm-hmm. After his failed attempt at murdering his teacher, Carl abruptly decided to run away as he rode on the trains through Minnesota during his journey into the unknown. 
Wow. So he just booked it. Gone. He says off on this journey, and this journey's not going to be a good journey. That sucks. I like going on journeys. It's probably... I wonder if he regrets this decision later on in life after he finds out what happened, but... Mm -hmm. He would be repeatedly raped by strangers. What the fuck, dude? He sought help, but the railroad cops would be of none as they would merely continue to torture Kyle. As time went on, he was arrested for burglary and brought back to another juvenile prison in 1907. Damn, the dude just wanted some help, bro. He escaped the prison with another inmate named Jimmy Benson. (laughs) They headed out west. During their travels, the two would rob churches, then set them on fire. What the fuck? In Carl's autobiography, he states that the events... He states the events as an old pastime in his younger life. <laughs> so basically, it was just a whole fucking, just a good time for this guy. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me. Carl blamed much of his hate and misery from the religion being forced upon him back in Minnesota. Okay, I can understand that. Carl was recruited into the United States Army while Army, Army, Army. While drinking at a Ma- Montana saloon. <laughs> Recruiter stepping that shit up, boy. <laughs> I mean, talk about the times, right? I'm telling you. This, however, would be a very brief period in his life. As he would soon... Sorry, excuse me. Edit. As he would soon be convicted of larceny. Damn. And insubordination. Oh, obviously. And ultimately spending two years in Fort Worth. In Fort Leavenworth. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, fuck that place. Upon his release and dishonorable discharge from the army. Carl returned to his life of theft and drifting. Ending up back in prison many times, he took on different aliases and names. While in prison for the various in the various institutions, becoming known for often disobeying and attacking prison guards. Oh shit, so he was he was he was about it. This resulted in harsh punishments. Well, yeah, obviously. The few times Carl did not commit crimes was during his time working as a strike breaker. Okay. No idea what that is. (laughs) So, the strike breaker, right, um, is basically somebody who continues to work during a strike or... They went ahead and took the job of a worker who was involved in a strike. That's fucked up. But, I mean, that's the definition to get the bag, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Additionally, he attempted to gain employment as a steward on a U.S. Army transport vessel, but was discharged due to intoxication. 
Damn. Carl regarded himself as a rage personified. Hawking in stature, standing at six feet, three inches tall. Damn. And weighing 200 pounds. He owned his he owned his strength and size to the years of hard labor with dominating and intimidating committing acts of arson and vandalism in addition robberies on top of that he became most well known for the rapes of the men he would rob in Carl's mind this was a form of control and domination damn June 1st 1915 oh shit Carl successfully robbed a home in Austria, Oregon. Okay. Only to be caught attempting to sell some of the items that he had stolen. He was sentenced to seven years in prison at Oregon State Penitentiary in Salem. Damn. Warden Harry Minto ruled the prison with an iron fist. So he was like real strict down there. He held the belief that prisoners should receive the harshest punishment. Why? While confined, which often included beatings and oscillation. Isolation. That's fucked up. Carl defied the warrant and vowed that he would never see the full length of his sentence. One year into his sentence, Carl meets Ed fellow inmate named Otto Hooker. <laughs> That'd be a good fucking uh, name for a bit, uh, car business. They teamed up together. They teamed up together and came up with a plan. Okay. That plan was to escape from prison. As, as to everyone's is. Well... While they were escaping prison, Otto killed Warden Mento. Oh, no. Making Carl an accessory to murder. Fucked up. After being recaptured and returned to prison, Carl was disciplined for numerous of times and spent 61 days in solitary confinement. Damn. A second... A second escape attempt two years later on September 18, 1917. During this attempt, mm-hmm. he engaged in two shootouts with the police officers oh. before his recapture. He shot and injured an officer during this whole ordeal, resulting in extra years. Hell yeah. Call finally escaped the prison once and for all on May 12th. 1918. Damn. By sawing through his cell door bars and catching an eastbound freight train. Wow. He shaved off his mustache and took the alias John O'Leary. These, these, these names. That's like the most normal name I've heard. Sorry, go ahead, continue, my bad. This led him to set off on his infamous murder spree. 
1920, Carl broke into the home of former United States President William Howard Taft. Are you fucking kidding me? In New Haven, Connecticut. What a fucking idiot. Carl blamed Taft and said that he had been secretly at war with him during uh, Carl's time at Fort Leavenworth and approved his sentence for his time in military prison. Stealing a large amount of money and jewelry, he also stole Taft's forty-five caliber. This man stole the premises of the gun. Using the stolen money, Carl purchased a yacht called the... Uh, forgive me for this, but Askia? Askia? Something like that. In New York City, Carl kept a boat at the South St. Seaport and begun utilizing the boat and location to lure sailors away from bars, invited them to drink on his boat. He would rob and rape and murder the men. Then he was dumping their bodies near Execution Rock Lighthouse on the Long Island Sound. Now, I don't know if you... Have you ever heard of the Executioner's Rock? No. It was so twisted that he's actually doing this. Because if you know anything about that lighthouse, this is where they would actually um, execute your rock. Yeah. It's literally where they would take people to execute them. And the way they would do it was in a torturous way. Mm-hmm. They would like tie them off into the side, and when the tide came in high, they would drown because... The high tide would roll in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. I've watched... There's documentaries on that as well. Sorry to get sidetracked. But no, you yeah. go ahead. It's just crazy. <laughs> he would continue this pattern for the next... Uh, he would continue this pattern for the next year, killing 10 men until Whoa. running his yacht aground near Atlantic City, New Jersey. And he sunk it. Damn. This allowed for his last two intended victims to flee the wreckage unharmed. Oh, so they got, okay. So there were survivors? Yeah. They, because of the wreck, they were actually yeah. able to escape. So, um, yeah. Um, after drifting for some time, as well as the numerous incidents of fighting and a shootout with the police, calls... Carl sailed away on a ship to Africa, landing in Luduna City. It's a place where it's a place in Africa. It was a, trying to describe it the best yeah. way because it's no longer there. So it's an old city, but it's now, I believe, Angola. Okay. Mongolia? No, Angola. It's in Africa. Angola? Yeah, it's in Africa. But, yeah. He was all over the place. He just... Oh, yeah. He, he took yeah, off. Yeah, that motherfucker took the fuck off. Carl. <laughs> and my next sentence is, he took off working <laughs> as a foreman on an oil rig for Sinclair. Oil. Wow. In Angola, he found a young boy 
who was around 11 or 12 years old, wandering near the camp at the oil rig. He took the boy to a nearby gravel pit, sodomized him, and bludgeoned him to death remorselessly. Cog also claimed more lives were... Carl also claimed more lives, whereas he hired a canoe of six work rowers to take him out to find crocodiles near Libo Bay. He then shot each of the rowers and threw their bodies to the crocodiles. <laughs> fuck, bro. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Carl is now on his way back to America in 1922 with the grand scheme to steal another boat, use that boat as a replacement for the other one for the yacht. Yeah. He spent the next year selling drugs and traveling up and down the East Coast. Eventually, he ended up in Salem, Massachusetts on July 18th. That's what's up. This day, he happened to find a 12-year-old George Henry McCombs. Oh, my God. He is running an errand for his neighbor that day. Carl lured George away with an offer to give him money, which George complied, complied to. However... Once he got the boy to an isolated part of town, he raped him numerous times, then stuffed his mouth with newspaper before beating him to death. What the fuck? Leaving his body under tree branches until it was discovered three days later. Carl eventually succeeded in stealing and repainting another boat to pass off as a kiosk. Mm kiosk. Struggling with that boat name. You good. <laughs> which he would use to troll over the Hudson River as a river pirate over the next year. A real life pirate. On June 27, 1923, he later tried to sell off the yacht to another man whom Carl shot twice in the head. This motherfucker here. He said that the man tried to rob him during their transaction to try to get out of being arrested for the crime. Hell nah. Carl then swindled his lawyer into accepting the yacht as a payment for getting Carl out on bail. Oh no. Carl then skipped town once he was released. Should have seen that coming. And he made his way to Connecticut. Gross. He claimed to have raped and strang- uh, strangled an unnamed boy in New Haven during this time. And sometime in August, he murdered a 14-year-old, Alexander Lazosk, in Philadelphia before making his way back to New York State on August 23rd. Carl was subdued and arrested during an attempted burglary of the, the Launchmont train depot. 
with the other aliases, John O'Leary was in jail. He told police that he was a wanted man in Oregon for shooting a police officer and escaping jail. Oh, fucking shit. But the police didn't believe him. Carl pled guilty in exchange for a plea deal, which was not granted. He was sentenced to five years in Clinton Correctional Facility, notoriously known to be a harsh prison in Danamora. Released from Clinton in 1928, during this time he was again subjected to abuse by the guards, and in return he abused other inmates. He attempted to kill a guard by clubbing him. He attempted to start a firebomb in the workshops. And on one occasion, he suffered severe injuries in an escaped attempt, which he did not receive medical attention for an extensive amount of time. What the fuck? On July 26, shortly after his release, he wound it back up in Philly, where he killed a 14-year-old, oh my God. Alexander Uzuski, strangling him to death. He set off in Rampage, committing numerous burglaries and killing another man in Baltimore before he was finally apprehended in Washington, D.C. Good. Yet again, prior to his trial for burglary, Carl voluntarily admitted to anyone who would listen to his previous crimes, and looting the murders of looting the murders of young boys. Eventually, guards took notice of those claims, and inquired to other jurisdictions about numerous allies Carl had used, and the sheer amount of crimes that he had committed soon came to light. Carl befriended a 26-year-old prison guard, Henry Lusser. Due to his kinder treatment of him, Henry took interest in Carl, providing him with the means to tell his story by giving him a pencil and paper Carl wrote, and he gave Henry an articulate, extensive memoir of his crimes and his life philosophies. Sharing his views... Of the world during his trial in November, Carl freely admitted to his crimes and acted in his own defense. As a result, he was quickly found guilty and mm-hmm. sentenced to 25 years in prison. That's it. The prison he was to be serving his time was ironically Fort Leavenworth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Upon his arrival, he informed the warden that he would kill the first man to bother him. So, just to keep everybody safe, the prison segregated him from the rest of the prisoners <laughs> and assigned him the laundry duty so that he could work alone. Yeah. However, Carl was not always alone. He was supervised by Robert Warmite, the prison laundry foreman who... Known for being hard and strict. On June 20th, 1929, Carl struck Robert to his death with an iron bar. 
while the man sat at his desk. What the fuck? He also attempted to attack another uh, other inmate to witness the murder. Robert would be Carl Pandram's final murder victim. Carl went on trial on April 14, 1930. As the trial went on, he would smile and talk to witnesses who testified at his trial. <laughs> it would mm-hmm. only take 45 minutes for the jury to find him guilty, sentence him to death, in the moments leading up to his execution, Carl refused to file any appeals and denied intervention by the anti-death penalty and the human rights activists. Rejected petitions for a sentence to be commuted, going as far as to write the then-president Robert Hoover to ensure his sentence would not be changed. On September 22, 1930, Carl was removed from his cell at 5.55 a.m. Oh, fuck. He was led to the gallows, which guards showed him the platform. The only witnesses were a handful of guards and reporters. Carl allegedly spat in the executioner's face as they placed the black hood over his head. What the fuck? When asked if he had any last words, Carl simply replied, yes, hurry up. I could have killed at least 10 people by now. What the fuck? That dude was, I don't know, I didn't like that. I didn't like him. Carl Pandram was hung at 6.03 a.m., dropping from the gallows five and a half feet. He was officially pronounced dead at 6.18 a.m. at the age of 39. His body was not collected by any next of kin, therefore he was buried in the Leonardworth Penitentiary, Penitentiary Cemetery. In row six... Grave 24. And the only thing on this headstone is his prison number. Good. Good. I mean, I feel for him when he was younger. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's, it's, uh. This story was, was a doozy. Was it? Yeah, it was. To find out how all the shit that he was doing, and then. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was, it was an intense one. That was very intense. Yeah, this shit was... This shit was crazy. Yeah. That's I mean, he was... He had... He has every sign. Mm-hmm. Ar, nar, uh, arson. Being a bully. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the trauma from being sexually assaulted and raped. Yeah. So he's like every he yeah he needed help, and ain't nobody want to help him. That just kind of makes it sad too. Is that when he was asking for help, nobody wants to help him? That's why they say society creates their own killers. I mean, it is kind of true, you know. Like when you do something to a kid, you don't really know how it's gonna affect that person. Exactly. 
and you don't know if you're gonna come back across that person and that's another scary thing people be out here just doing shit and they don't believe in karma and mm-hmm. like, exactly nah, I, I get just, you especially somebody's coming to you for help and you have the power to help them or you're in the position of power to help them like you're the person to go to and mm-hmm. you're just like nah I can't help you yeah it, it really do be like that but I appreciate you tell I'm sure everybody else listening did I hope so it was it was it was fucked up. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So I hopefully you enjoyed the tell. Hopefully you enjoyed the kicks. Hopefully you enjoyed the pops. Like I said, these shoes did I did receive them early. Uh the official drop for them is October eighth. So if you're looking to get these shoes you could try on the sneakers app. I'm sure there's going to be other places. I like using Nike because they give me cool shit. Hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just want to, you know, because we always talking about sneakers, so I just want to let y'all, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of sneaker news right there. A little bit of sneaker news. Just yeah. be on the lookout. You got some time, October eighth. Put it on your calendar. Yup, gotta gotta do that. There's some really fire ass shoes coming out soon, and I can't wait. Yeah, I fucking bet. Sneakerhead. Don't hate to play at the game. I hate to tell her. Well, in that case, fuck you too. It's from Bad Boys too. When they're about oh, to go on the beach. Yeah. Wow, I am. You said, don't hate to play the game. I hate to tell. <laughs> yeah, you deserve that, sad horn. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for your support. Thank you for your continued listens. Please like, follow, share. We have Facebook. We have YouTube. We, we have, have TikTok. Instagram. We have Instagram. We have it all. We, we can stream us on everything now. Literally everything. We have the YouTube videos up now. YouTube videos are up. People Please was asking go about go like, them. go comment, go share, go watch. Tell your peoples about us. Just tell them to check it out. Yeah, I mean, that's all we asking. We're not asking for much. Really not. We just want likes and shares. Mm-hmm. Just let us know that you like it. And if you don't like it, tell us. Tell us what we could be doing better. Tell us. If you don't like it, tell us. If you like it, tell us. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with it, tell us. We want to hear from you. You know? I thought this was going to be an interactive thing, but... Y'all slacking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. I feel that. It's okay. But it's all good. Shout out to those listeners all over. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. We do appreciate you. And, um, well, I'm Sir Matt. I'm your boy Kush. And until next time, this has been another episode from Tales from the Kicks.